Hey, how's it going, everybody? Pat Finnerty. This is the What Makes This Song Stink podcast. And, uh, you know, some of you might know there's a video series on YouTube called What Makes This Song Stink, uh, where I sit under a pedal mobile and I talk about shitty songs. And this is the podcast version of that. Much looser. You know, there's guests involved. But uh, the songs still stink. And that's that's what's important. My guest today is Joe Quazala, and I had an awesome conversation with him, mostly about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you'll find out why in a little bit. But we did talk a little bit about Imagine Dragons, Thunder. Um, he picked it. And, uh, you know, so we did it. But we also uh, didn't talk about uh, the song either. So we're going to get to the interview with Joe and we're going to break down the song. But first, we got to do a little bit of news. So um, not sure if you if you've heard, but the band live did lose a Chad. There was two Chads in the band live: Chad Taylor, Chad Gracie, uh, Taylor on guitar, Gracie on drums, and we've recently lost a Chad. So there's now only one Chad in the band live, and I didn't know why, but uh, I found an article. Now I I was just thinking it was like typical band stuff, you know, um, but apparently the wedge had been divided way back in 2009 because around that time, uh, Ed Kowalczyk apparently had a infamous $100,000 lead singer bonus where they were playing a festival and he wanted a hundred thousand dollars for being the lead singer. The Chad guitar player in the band didn't like that. And I guess that's kind of what led to, uh, their ultimate demise. So a little bit of backstory on how we lost to Chad. That's the news. Now we got to listen to Imagine Dragons. Thunder. You've heard it. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder. Yeah. Thunder, 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 thunder. You can stop it, Adam. Thunder, ba-da-ba-da-da, see, da I mean, it's amazing. Like, what? They're all the same notes. They're all the same chords. I mean, C to F is magic. Magic dragons. So you can actually sing this. So, so if I was to do it. So you could actually sing Imagine over Imagine Dragons. Um, so CDF, you know, CDF, CDF is amazing. I love CDF. One to four. Um, so they're going one to four, whatever. It doesn't matter. Chords don't matter, except if it's the one, five, six, four. It is apparent. Amazingly, this is not a one, five, six, four, but they've got plenty of those. Um, so that's that's your Imagine Dragons theory. They just plugged in, you know. Is there like a program that you could just hit that's just like anthem at this point? Like just anthem drums, like hey yo. Is there like hey ho acoustic guitar settings for like for like Mumford shit? I don't know. But uh yeah, they they just do whatever they need to do to get themselves paid. So we're gonna break it down. Um and we're gonna bring on Joe to do it. So everybody uh, we're going to talk about the song, and we're not going to talk about the song. This is the What Makes This Song Stink podcast. Good to have you. What makes this song stink? All right, everybody, we've got the guest, and this is... Um, I'm not playing favorites here on the show, but this might be my favorite guest. I, this might be my favorite person that I don't know that I've ever <laughs> talked to. Um, and I'll tell you why. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, how do you say your last name, Joe? Quazala. So this is Joe Quazala, everybody. He's here, but I'm still going to talk about him like he's not. Um, I just found out about him, and uh, he does a podcast. Joe, what's the name of the podcast? Who cares about the Rock Hall? He does a whole entire podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who's going to get in, who got snubbed, all of that stuff, which is just like I have a very vivid memory of me you know, turning a certain age and then seeing, you know, Mike Love and, and, and seeing, you know, all of the moments. And then there was that concert in Cleveland where Ray Davies, uh, you know, I remember and, and 
Bob Dylan had a gold shirt on. They were opening the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I've been Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, through the roof my entire life. So when I found out about this podcast, I immediately became a fan. Then uh, producer Adam sends me a couple clips. He's like, you're going to be talking to this guy. So he sent me a couple clips and I didn't even open it. Um, it was just a YouTube clip that said, I think it said, there are two Bradley Whitfords. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy's talking about the Brad Whitfords. I don't need to watch anything that he's done. I know this person already. He's done a bit on the fact that there's two Brad Whitfords. I've been telling people about that for 30 years. <laughs> um, so I give to you. Uh, I'm going to get to know him. So are you. How do you say your last name again, Joe? Quazala. Joe Quazala, everybody. Round of applause. Wow. All right. Yeah. Joe, thanks for being on What Makes This Song Stink. Thank you for having me. I'm shocked. I mean, listen, the two Bradley Whitford's video is, is kind of a niche one, uh, you know, uh, of the ones I've put out there. You know, if you're connecting to the Bradley Whitford's one, you're right. You're on my wavelength for sure. So which Whitford are you going for first? You got to, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting down. It's a sit down bagel. Maybe a you're, cup of you're making me choose. You make yeah. me choose between the Bradley right. Whitford's. I mean, I'm going, I'm probably going to go with the, the one who goes technically by Brad Whitford, the one from Aerosmith. I think that's, that's the one right. I have to go with. Well, that's the right answer. But for for those of you at home that <laughs> that uh, you know don't know what we're talking about, Brad Whitford is the other guitar player in Aerosmith. He's the rhythm guitarist of Aerosmith. Yeah, he's kind of got like a lion kind of look, like mm-hmm. kind of like a, like a shitty lion, like yeah. that's getting kicked out of the pride. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's seen better days. Um, but he, you know, he's someone who I bet has a lot of stories, but never gets to tell them because he's not one of the, you know, the two main guys of Aerosmith. So, you know, I, I bet he's just got a lot to say, but nobody ever bothers to, you know, maybe he likes it that way. He can live a, basically an anonymous life uh, while still oh, being, yeah. a, a, you know, super successful rock star. Uh, I think there's there's just a lot of potential, whereas, you know, the actor Bradley Whitford is on Twitter, you know, posting about, you know, being essentially his character from Get Out. So <laughs> I don't need to necessarily right. be, uh, you know, all respect to him. Great actor without a, without a doubt. But, you know, the other one is is there's a lot of potential there to be uh, uncovered. Two things about me, Joe, right here on the table that is that I'm sitting at. Will you tell everybody what this is? Uh, is that Joey Kramer's autobiography? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Drummer and from you, Aerosmith. And can you read what the name of the autobiography is? Hit hard. And can wow. you describe what Joey's looking like on the cover? I mean, it looks like he has uh, – there's a guy who is uh, tormented. You know, he's got his fists up against his forehead as, as though to say, my life, the things I've seen you wouldn't believe. So I love Aerosmith to a certain extent, but I'm a bigger fan of the story of Aerosmith than the than the actual music in a way. Um, so you know that that uh, they call themselves the L.A. Three, right? Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer. Did you ever hear that? The L.A. Three, L.I. Three, the least L- interesting three. They refer to them at they refer to themselves <laughs> as that. I mean, um, self awareness. I love it. It's awesome. Now the other Brad Whitford, amazingly enough, somehow. I watched every single episode, eight seasons of The West Wing. I don't know oh, how wow. it happened, Joe. It did. Hey, it happened. Congrats I don't to know. you. I don't know how it happened. So I'm I'm whiffered through the roof over here. So that's <laughs> when I saw your 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 thing on that, I was just like, we're gonna be good. And you talked the hall. So we'll talk more about the hall because what I love to do in all of the videos I make and every time I talk about shitty songs is that I always try to not talk about the shitty songs. So uh-huh. when we're doing that, we're going <laughs> to I'm going to ask you a lot more about the Rock and Roll Hall. But um, great. Adam, what's, what uh, you chose the song today? And why don't you tell people the song that you wanted to uh, break down? Yeah. So, you know, I, I knew that I was doing this show, but a song had not been chosen and I wasn't sure if I would be choosing one. Uh, but it was on my mind, you know, and I'm in the car. I'm in Los Angeles. I think I think K-Rock, you know, the, the world famous K-Rock was on the sure. radio. And uh, as soon as I heard it, and listen, I'd heard the song many times before, but the song Thunder by Imagine Dragons came on. And so instantly it was clear this is one of the dumbest songs maybe of all time. Just mm-hmm. maybe, maybe when it hit the, 
50th time that dude says the word thunder, I was like, this might be a good song to <laughs> to choose for this particular podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does exist. I mean, there is thunder, you know? I've done mild research on it on ID mm-hmm. um, because people keep asking me to do a video on them, but I'm just like, I don't even think I could deal. I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I could stomach it. The next song on that album is called River, and they just say River. Really? I'm, they they yeah. kind of the same formula? Right. So it's just like you could do that, apparently. <laughs> so um, everybody knows Thunder, but Adam, let's, let's just uh, hear a little bit of it. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir, not a follow-up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder. Man. Okay, okay. Okay, there's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, the the way that goes, lightning. That one that hit me the hardest, I think. Well, that's yeah, that's a recurring motif, you know. Yeah, yeah. It makes me miss. It makes me appreciate Taylor Swift. That's that's my first thought. Like Taylor Swift is actually like amazing yeah. Yeah. when you have this. You know what I mean? Because she would do more with that beat. You know, oh, like for oh for sure. I mean, I, and I'm not a Taylor Swift hater at all. Um, but I, I mean, by comparison. Certainly, it would put anybody on a taller pedestal. She's Mozart. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she's done more songs with the 1564. Do it, Adam. Piano. With that chord progression. Now, are you a musician or do you uh, just, uh, you know, talk about it? Uh, I mostly just talk about it. I, I dabble a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I you know played violin when I was a young man uh, and then transitioned into guitar. So I know a, a little but I would would never dare to, you know, uh, say that I'm any good. But, but you know, you you know, like that's yeah. the one five six four chord progression. It's like every song. Imagine right. Dragons has like forty of them. You know, there's a whole list that you look up. T Swift does a lot of them too. So T Swift has some guilty moves as far as like I think she cheats a little bit with the chord progression she uses. But within those, I I mean, she is she makes me just. Like I said, like she's actually it's it's just my appreciation for Taylor Swift grew exponentially while I listened to the one verse of Imagine Dragons. That's <laughs> that's that's my first thought, you know? Yeah, right, man. Um, they are so popular. I don't know that people understand like how difficult it is to and I guess I'm giving them begrudging credit, but they do very well on the pop charts, uh, which is extremely difficult to do as a rock band right now. I mean, people yeah. talk about how, like, you know, rock is dead and, you know, there are no rock bands. And the thing is, Imagine they... Dragons is, like, the exception as much as... Is that as... rock, though? Is that rock? They're a rock band. I mean, I know Wait. they certainly... And they, I think they're they're proud of their kind of genre defiance, but... Yeah, they are. They are a rock band. Are they a duo or is it like the no? Full it's a full thing? four piece. It's the full four piece. Okay, original. So we still have the original members of ID going. There's I no looked. I looked yet. at the at the timeline. If you can imagine it, at one point there were women in Imagine Dragons. Really, which is surprising because they seem like such a bro band to me. Uh, but yeah, they. I mean, like kind of in the early days, there were. There were, I think there was a woman pianist, uh, and yeah, there were they, – they've had some – but there's like a core four now that has kind of – that's like the cla- – <laughs> I hesitate to say it, but the classic lineup of uh, – <laughs> The classic lineup. Well, Imagine it's going to happen. In like 20 years, they're going to get back to get like, you know, and hold on. Uh, they're going to get back together. They're going to do a tour. Um and, uh, you know, the world is going to have to wait to see if, um, you know, uh, if Dan Reynolds, Wayne, Wayne Sermon, Sermon uh, Ben Dan- McKee, and Daniel Platzman, and will, Daniel uh, Platzman will, will all come back together. They have to be from the Midwest, right? Or Florida. Where are they from? 
They are so they oh, are God, from, from Vegas. Utah. They're from Vegas. They're from Utah. So the, some of those guys were from Utah, but then they formed the band when they moved to Las Vegas. The two main guys I think might be Mormon because they met at Brigham Young. Okay, BYU. Yeah, Mormons are hot in the news right now. Uh, you've been watching any of the Mormon shows? Oh, you know, I have. I've I've watched a little bit of Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah, uh, which I think is good, but my. The kind of thing sticking in my craw is that this is a show about Mormons in Utah and like every actor is like Irish or Australian or British. Like yeah. it's just such an American story and like there's maybe only two actually American actors in a huge ensemble of people. Isn't it amazing how much that happens? Like, I'll be watching shows, and then my girlfriend, Kim, will be like, you know, oh, uh, he's Australian. And I was like, <laughs> how many people live in this country? How many poor actors are trying to, I know. you know, like, and I'm all for, you know, the world is the world. I don't give a shit who does mm -hmm. anything. But, like, if you need a guy with a southern accent, we've got him. Go to the you know? south. You right. know, uh, yeah, I, it's it, it, it's almost become a cliche at this point, and I wonder if casting directors are like afraid that American actors can't bring the juice. But you know they can, you know they can. But it's just, yeah. And you and the thing is, these accents, these American accents, like listen, and, and Andrew Garfield is quite good. I think he's very convincing. I mean, the dude's a star. He's he's done this a bunch. But some of those actors on that show, they're like, oh. I, uh, and I can do anything you you say I can. And you're like, what was that? Did you say anything? Right. Or like, or, or yeah. like Joe's listening. Joe's on. You listened. How do you say your last name again? <laughs> Quasala. Quasala. Listen, you this has been a lifelong thing for you. Um, you know, my name's Finnerty. Sometimes they think it's Garrity. Whatever. But I mean, like Joe's listening. So actors out there, if you're doing like a uh, accent role, just know that Joe's on you. I'm listening, and if you say, "Well, that's just your opinion," then uh, you know I'm going to clock it as kind of weird. It's not it's not fully authentic. Right. Um. So imagine dragons. Let's get back to the hall. Import. Let's get back to important shit here. Yeah. Um, well, let's, uh, what's going on with the hall right now? Just give us a quick little update. Yeah. So we're kind of in a, uh, waiting period of the hall's calendar, meaning the inductees for the year have been announced and the ceremony isn't happening until November. So we have like a, and this, this happened because of the pandemic. It usually was not this long of a waiting period, but that's what we've got. Now, so we know who's getting in, but we don't know anything about the ceremony other than where and when it's going to be. So inductors haven't been announced. We don't even know who's showing up. There's just kind of a long stretch of no news for months. Okay. Now, here's the thing about this, everybody. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm I'm pretty confident that I could just name a year and he's going to give you the class. So let, let me throw you like a, a lob. 2004. Okay. 2004. Okay. I liked, oh, 2004 is a great year because that's the George Harrison Prince year. Okay. So that's yep. like the most, that's one of the most famous clips from the induction ceremony. Sure. So Throws Prince just happened to be inducted the same year as George Harrison. And then, you know, through Danny Harrison's uh, suggestion, ended up doing the guitar solo on While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which, you know, if anybody has seen a clip from the Rock Hall, they have seen that one because he it's one of prince's greatest live performances well, he, he throws the guitar up it doesn't come down but <laughs> it, most most people know it still hasn't come down most no, people know they? that but they but i didn't know that danny harrison put that together so danny yeah. was the okay so he was the conduit yeah so it was going to be you know tom petty and jeff lynn like his fellow traveling wilburys and i sure. think steve winwood was going to be in the mix as well traffic was also inducted that year so he was around I just um, listened to Traffic for the first time in my life like two weeks ago. Oh, is that right? What do you think? I've never. It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, like Steve Winwood's great. Uh, you know, the the music's fun. Um, but, you know, they, they were talking about who was going to do the, the solo. And I don't know that Tom Petty or Jeff Lynne really like thought Prince fit. Uh, but, you know, it took like someone who was a little bit younger to be like, I think that would be really cool. And he's going to be here. And Prince allegedly was not like that familiar with the Beatles catalog. If if you can buy that, that's the story. And that he didn't really know the song While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but he agreed to do it because he really liked the song Free Falling. 
this is you're blowing my fucking mind right now. Joe. It's a this wild story, right? I've been thinking about this performance. There's two things I think about in this life a lot. One, the fact that Prince covered Best of You at the Super Bowl. As a, as a weird diss, too, if you know the backstory of that. Yeah, I've uh, never the Foo Fighters did Darling Nikki, and he was like, right. stop. Don't do that. <laughs> so like I'm going to do Best of You at the, at Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. I was... While that was happening, I was like knocking my friends out, trying to get them to pay attention to the fact that Prince was doing best of you. I was like, D- everybody stop talking. Stop like, eating This is food. a weird moment like, in history. We have to- one of the weirdest <laughs> moments of all time. So yeah. I think about that a lot. And then I also have thought about that performance because I'm, I'm a huge petty Jeff Lane guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what they're thinking while Prince is ripping that. People say that Petty loved it, but Petty's also kind of giving him the look like, all right, are you hamming this too much? Right. But then I hear reports that Petty was way into it, um, you know, at the Bob Dylan 30th anniversary concert. You know that concert? Uh, um, no, I don't. Fuck it. I won't get into it. But anyway, okay. so. I'm thinking to myself, is Petty into this or is he not into this? And then also the cameraman does not show Prince at all during the performance. And now I'm thinking that it wasn't because they're saving the reveal that Prince is going to play the solo. It's because Prince didn't know the chords and he probably wasn't playing the song <laughs> until the solo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, check out. There is a new cut of that performance that. Uh, like within the past year, the director, Joel Gallen, uh, went back to the uh, raw footage and was like, knowing that this is now such an iconic moment, I'm essentially going to cut a new version of it that really highlights Prince and the solo in particular a little bit better. At one point, there's dual screen. Uh, it's cool. Check it out. The Rock okay. Hall put it on their on their YouTube, so you should be able to find it. I'll absolutely check it out. Adam, will you play Thunder again? I beat you to it, Adam. Will you play Thunder again? Adam likes to hold up a thing that says back the song. But I got it before he did it. All right, stop it, Adam. Okay, so here's what I'm what I the problem I have with the rock hall. I feel like uh I miss the room that they used to be in with the tables. The Waldorf Astoria. That was awesome. And now that it's in like, you know, uh, arenas, I feel like I lost a little bit of my hall there. I wish that they would bring it back there because that's what it feels like. Like the arena show just feels like kind of like the VMAs or something like that to me. You know? Yeah. I mean, it went from a private event at at the historic Waldorf Astoria to a public event where they sold tickets to it, you know? Yeah. So um, who's uh, who's getting in this year? Uh. So it is going to be uh, Eminem in his first year eligible. Okay. That's a, that's a big one. You've also got like a few uh, cleaning up the 80s MTV era. So you've got Duran Duran. You've got Eurythmics. You've got Pat Benatar. Uh, you've also got Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and then controversially, Dolly Parton. Okay, yeah, the Dolly Parton. And then didn't also Priest get in there too? Judas yeah, Priest so the, like in a backdoor. They got exactly. like the backdoor nom. So those are the seven performer inductees, which those are the ones who get in via the proper means of voting, as we know. But uh, within like the past year, the Hall has really started to utilize the side categories to make up for some of their more egregious snubs. Like last okay, year, we've, we've – yeah. Joe, but, hold on. Just think about egregious. You just said that. Adam, will you play Thunder again? All right, that's good. Uh, yeah, song, speak, the song still stinks. So, like, okay, so egregious. egregious. Yeah, so, like, last year, after, you know, six nominations without getting in, they finally put in Kraftwerk as an early influence, you know, yeah. s- same deal, six nominations, seems like no uh, no hope. They put an LL Cool J as musical excellence. So they've been using these side categories. This year, they are inducting as early influence, they're inducting Harry Belafonte, and mm-hmm. they're inducting uh, a very cool and under-appreciated uh, folk artist named Elizabeth Cotton. And okay. then as musical excellence they are inducting jimmy jam and terry lewis the mm-hmm. you know extremely prolific producers sure. uh, and they're inducting judas priest uh 
And then they're also inducting in the Ahmet Erdogan Award, the non-performer category. They're inducting three, and it's I'm trying to think of like the kindest way, executive types. You know, this okay. is the category where they put in a lot of people who are rich and don't need it. Like so they're the Clive Davis, like, Clive Davis Award. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So like Clive Davis, David Geffen, like those types of people have right. been inducted in this category. Jimmy Iovine. Is so Iovine in? So it's that's him. So he's this year. Jimmy Iovine, um, a guy named Alan Grubman, which is really infuriating because he's uh, an attorney and they've never inducted an attorney. Why would they? Well, maybe because he was involved in starting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's very mm. much honoring itself with that induction. And then maybe the, the I would say definitely the best of this category, a woman named Sylvia Robinson, who was the woman who founded Sugar Hill Records, which was a very important hip hop label at the dawn of of hip-hop so you know that's a little bit better especially since they've never inducted a woman executive let alone a black woman so you know okay so the halls you know the halls the halls trying right um okay so we're gonna get back to imagine dragons uh but we gotta take a quick break so let's take a quick break joe will you throw us to a break hey we'll be right back right after this thanks joe Okay, so we're back from the break. Um, thanks for sticking around, everybody. We've been breaking down Thunder by Imagine Dragons. How can uh, we not? Adam, yeah, Adam, will you put it on again? Lightning and the thunder. Thunder. Feel the thunder. All right, that's good. Okay, so they're millionaires. Now, listen, Joe, I feel bad having you talk about the rock and roll hall of fame, like you, you're coming on this show. Maybe you're trying to do a little bit, something different. You've been talking <laughs> about the hall of fame for how long? And yeah. now I'm just thrilling you with these questions. So I'm sorry to like put you back on the clock. Listen, I'm, I'm used to it at this point. I'm happy to do it. Happy to be a, a correspondent, an expert for, for the rock hall. Um, the hall has been beaten down. They started as a cred thing. And then you've got like bands like fucking Jobo, like Bon Jovi lobbying for 10 years to get in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They let the Bon Jovis of the world in and now it's just kind of like a free for all. So, and I actually will tie it in. I hate doing this. Do you think Imagine Dragons 15 years down the road, they put out another two albums. Do you think the hall is going to just morph into this thing that a band like Imagine Dragons could get into someday? I think it's possible for sure. I mean, us talking about that they're like one of the rock bands that is successful, like they, like not just within their own lane. Because, you know, you talk about the Foo Fighters who were inducted last year, extremely successful rock band. They didn't chart on the pop charts the way that Imagine Dragons does. No. Like it's not so like there's a – and there's also like worth – mentioning i don't know a single imagine dragons fan but i i'm told they're out there i've seen pictures of concerts and i look at i look at stats and numbers there yeah. there there must be millions and millions of them um, well it's like yeah. train you don't see train fans they're not fan like they, they just <laughs> they just go they're like oh that band that does these songs let's go sounds like a fun night you know what I, I mean? Guess. And that's like, they don't actually really love music. I don't think, or they do, but in a way that's Who's just to like, say, like, we can't, we can't get in their, their minds. We don't know. And we will never talk to them. Have you ever <laughs> seen a train shirt? I mean, I want to see a train shirt. I've never seen. I would a wear train. a train shirt. Cause it would I be actually, funny. Um, I have a train. Um, so because I do these videos and train is kind of like the band that's, you know, come I, up a I, lot. Threw a, I threw a protest against the song. Hey, soul sister in Philly in one of my videos. Not a hundred people showed up, Joe. Um, wow. But, uh, and since then people have been like doing nice things, like sending me train koozies and train That's incredible. And, yeah. I've got a I lot would of listen train to here. train over Imagine Dragons any day of the week. So would I, uh, speaking of Adam, will you play it again for us? Can we get a Kids were laughing in my classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think okay. you are? Well, that's a big moment. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Who do you, who think, do you think you are? are? Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest moment of the song. I think. Yeah, I mean, because it's flatlining melodically right. throughout the entire uh, <laughs> throughout the entire yeah. song. That's, that's flourish. Um, are they bigger than Coldplay? 
Well, here's here's the thing. They are they their songs do better than Coldplay songs do now, but Imagine Dragons can't do like the Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I mean? So Not I think yet. May, yeah, I mean good good point. But Coldplay gets to I think Coldplay is in a very interesting position. They will get into the Rock Hall as soon as they're eligible. Um they are in a point where they are both still kind of a relevant band, but also getting to be a legacy act at the same time. Like they're in that, in those crosshairs at the moment. Uh, And so I don't think like imagine dragons just can't replicate the, you know, decades of what Coldplay has built up. Maybe they will someday, but it's harder because, you know, as we drift away from the monoculture and we drift away from like, uh, people agreeing on stuff and all, all the same people listening to the same thing. That's going to be more difficult to do. Okay. So they're kind of like, here's the thing about <clears throat> Coldplay and Imagine Dragons. I feel like there would be no Imagine Dragons without Coldplay in some weird way. Mm-hmm. I think that's there true. would be no Coldplay without Radiohead. Also there'd true. Be no, <clears throat> there'd be no uh, Coldplay without U2. They kind of blend those together. Yeah. And I, and I often feel like where it's heading is just like, okay, so Grohl is set up to be the next Bruce, right? So it's like he's, he's jacked now. He's playing for three hours. We're going to figure out what happens after Taylor RIP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's kind of set up to be this, the, the new Bruce. Or, uh, you know, Pearl Jam, it's, they're kind of like carrying the flag there. And then Coldplay is going to carry the YouTube thing, <clears throat> even though no new music after 2024. Don't forget about that, Joe. Do you know I, about I, that? Did Did Coldplay say we're done after 2024? No. And the, see, here's the thing. We're helping each other out, Joe. So uh, Coldplay released a statement like two years ago saying that they're they're going to record new music up until 2024. And then after that, no new, no new music. That's so they gave us... They gave us four years of notice on no new music from Coldplay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, will you put Imagine Dragons back on? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic. They say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds. Okay. So happy, you know how happy they were when they were listening to this back in the studio, and they were just like, I mean, like, wait, 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 chipmunk chipmunk vocals. This should be chipmunk vocals. Chipmunk this, they said, and then they were like, yeah. They turned it up some sense, and then they turned it up a little bit more. Like, now let's keep pitching that thing up, and then they hit it right, and then they heard. Adam, will you pick it up right, right where we were? Okay. And it's like they they enjoy it. They enjoy thunder and lightning. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine like if they're walking through the woods and a big storm rolls in? It's like that's the best case scenario for them. Oh man, can you imagine imagine dragons getting struck by lightning? Can I imagine it? Right, right. Um, you know, you think about it, you still think about lightning when you're walking around in a thunderstorm. You know, yeah. like you're, you're in, you're in the supermarket. It's coming down pretty good. You've got the car, you're trying to get to the car and you're like, you know, you, you, you know, you've got a good, you know, you're probably not going to get struck by lightning, but you still kind of think about it. Right, Joe. You imagine it as, as we do <laughs> dragons uh, right. every day. Yeah. The, uh, I, I just want to point out, I did attempt to count how many times they say, they say thunder in this song. Um, I, I started to lose count. Uh, once I got past a hundred, um, but I think it's I think it's one hundred and thirteen. That's <clears throat> so. I counted the um the November rain fills that Matt Sorum does to do 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 do. Mm-hmm. I counted that um recently, and I think it was like twenty six or twenty seven times. So it's like when I look into your eyes, I can see a love train. Do 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 do. But darling, when I hold you, don't you know you found the same? Do, 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 do. It's the same fill over and over again. And I thought that that was pretty in- intense. But God bless him. 113 thunders. That's what, again, I, I was starting to like lose uh, interest and focus after around maybe 100 or 75. But I, th- that was my rough count. 
And don't you, I mean, what it all boils down to here, Joe, is that I just, I'm jealous when it comes to the people that can enjoy this song, where it comes on and they're just like, oh, this is going to be a nice four minutes. You know, like, I love yeah. this song. It's, I, love th- I love saying Thunder over and over again, because it's their world. Like, they get to go to a, you know, a Red Lobster, and it's on, and they're happy. Now, if I find myself at a lobster, and I, I'm, I got to deal with it. But can you imagine? Just like this is drag. I keep saying imagine, but I mean, like, can you just think about it? Like, if you really enjoyed it, and life is so much easier. Yeah, you know, if this, if this is rocking your world, you've got a low threshold, so like everything's coming up roses. It has to. Most, more importantly, is Rage going to get in? And how did they not get in in the first year? Well, you know, they had, I would say they had some, some stiff competition kind of in their lane, you know? So at this point, let's see, 1920. Yeah. So, I mean, like radio, they were up against Radiohead for like the first two years and that's tough because like Radiohead should probably get in before Rage. Now it's weird to put them in the same box. We have to remember with the hall, there's like different lanes and stuff. And there's still like a lot of artists from the seventies and eighties who still need to get in. So typically there's like one nineties slot. There's like one slot for a relatively newly eligible act. And, you know, they weren't going to get in over Radiohead, but Radiohead didn't even get in that first year. So that was a whole thing. Right. Um, And then, you know, they were up against uh, the Foo Fighters. And so, you know, Sorry. I mean, even though Morello is on the nominating committee, so is Dave Grohl, and Dave Grohl is rock and roll uh, daddy. Uh, he's no, it's every- planet, it's, yeah, it's Planet Grohl. But here's the thing. You've got all of these – like, you, you, do you have a category on your show where it's just like lobbyists, like the, the, the lobbyists that have been trying like Mick Jones for Foreigner? Like Pat Benatar had a big campaign. I know that. Yeah. Um, like it, who's, who's really actively trying to, to get in there? Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good question. I mean, because like you know, Morello wants in; he's involved in the organization itself. Uh, right. But it's it's been tough, and and you know, they're at now four nominations with no getting in, so they're starting to hit some of those numbers that don't look good. But also, they've been, it's been like four nominations over five years, so like the hall has definitely been trying when it comes to like, who's been lobbying hard. It's an interesting thing because a lot of musicians tend to go the opposite route. They tend to go the conspiracy route. They tend to go, Oh yeah. Well, you know, the hall, they have always hated Jan Wenner. He actually hates our guts. He always has always will. And he's keeping us out. That's Bon Jovi, right? That's that's Joe Bob. Yeah, and like the th- and that's a perfect example of an artist who believes there's a conspiracy, and then they get in anyway. Right. So it's like and- you know, it's it's very funny to me the psychology that brings you to like, hmm. Well, either I'm uh, not good enough to get in yet, or probably more likely there's a worldwide conspiracy to keep me out of the rock hall. Do you know what Bon Jovi named their box set in like 2010? Could have been earlier, actually. A hundred million, a hundred million fans can't be wrong. Rocked them all, right? <laughs> Rocked them all. All right, so let's try something here. Um, we're gonna try a little game uh, where see if we can just write our own Imagine Dragon song. Mm-hmm. Adam, will you put will you put um, the song on again just so we have a reference? Solo. Okay, that's good. Let's take another break. Everybody loves commercials. Joe, will you throw us to another break? Guys, we have something really special for you in store. But before we get to that, we're going to go to a little break. We'll be right back. Thanks, Joe. Okay, we're back from the break. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. What makes this song stink? Podcast. Um, So, you know, we're going to do an Imagine Dragons song. Joe and I are going to write one real quick. And so we only need one word, right? So it's like we don't need to worry about we could just repeat one word. So I'm thinking that we'll just take a word from Joey Kramer's autobiography, Hit Hard. Hit Hard, yeah. Right? And so if you want to just pick a page number 
Joe, and then I will just like skim over it like this. Yeah, for sure. Let's do uh, because Imagine Dragons. Seemingly, the way they write songs, it's as easy as one, two, three. Why don't we do one, two, three? Okay. So page one hundred twenty-three. Uh, this might be a photo page, actually. No. Okay, got it. Um, so I'm just gonna do this, and mm -hmm. then will you say stop, Joe? And I'll stop. And stop. And the Joe, okay. It's, you don't need these guys. You can do it yourself. Yakety yak yak. The word Whoa. is yakety. I swear to God. Incredible. What are the odds? Right. Yakety. Can you see it? Yeah, there it is. That's not okay. how I would spell yakety, Mr. Kramer, but you know, he did it. He, he did it his way. He hits hard. So I'll do the yakety yaks and then maybe you do the yak yak. How about that? Great. So I'll do the yakety yak. Yuck, 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 If it was a real, they they would go. I think that one's a little bit too. Um, they would do probably like an A minor. Just, they would switch it around. Yak make yakety yak is better than thunder. Like if the song was actually like yakety yak, yakety yak, it's certainly more interesting. Like it. I mean, it's more it's not it's unusual. It's not expected. I mean, lightning and thunder is like a very basic like one two. Like I'm not you know blown away, but if yeah, I would be surprised should the should Imagine Dragons go back to the coasters. And draw. I'm I'm just thinking like yeah, how yeah, great yeah. that song is. Like take out the papers in the Incredible. trash. Are the coasters in the hall? Oh yeah, second year. They're actually second year. The second year, they're the first group to be in the first like group like band to be inducted. The Everly Brothers were inducted. They're a duo the year before, but everybody else was a solo artist. And then the coasters were the first like band slash group to get inducted. Our coasters, watch them up. Boom, boom, boom. Jibop, jibop. No, that's uh, who's that? Is that I, I've only got, got eyes for you? Got just, that's us. the flamingos. Okay, flamingos. Yeah, right. who are in? Is Link, Link Ray in? No, I mean that's, that's fucked a, up. That's a Come fucked on, up Joe. one. You got to get them in there. Yeah, I mean, we did a uh, we did an episode about the early influence category recently, and we uh, we you know we talked about Link a little bit. We've done a, we've done a full Link Ray episode as well. Uh, okay. For a time, Little Steven attempted to do a category called the Singles category, which was a huge failure, and they don't do it anymore. And it lasted maybe three years, diminishing returns every time. Uh, started to yeah. not even be a part of the uh, aired broadcast. But but Rumble was inducted the the first year of that, which seemed like a consolation prize until it became clear that uh, the singles category wasn't even like officially recognized. It was just Little Steven's weird pet project. Well, I'm surprised that he doesn't carry more weight because everybody loves Little Steven's guitar. You know, it's like all those famous those famous Bruce parts that he was playing on on the yeah, guitar. Man, I just go, oh, is it's, it's hard to detect. name your favorite. It's hard to name your favorite. And you go out of the five guitars that are playing right now, Little Stevens really shines through in a way that is special. And yeah, the E Street Band has one of the most notorious acceptance speeches um, because they there were a lot. So they were inducted in the musical excellence category. They were not inducted with Bruce. Uh, they were inducted about fifteen years later or so, um, and they. Bruce gave a long speech inducting them and then they came up and they were, they were told as, as, as I have been told by the producers of that show that each of the E street band members were told they had 30 seconds. Uh, David Sanchez goes up who, who was, I think the drummer before, no, he wasn't. No, that was, that's Vinny Lopez. But anyway, he was, part of the early E Street band, not the current E Street band. He alone talks for 20 minutes. And that's like the first guy up. 
they give speeches and towards the end, some of them understand what's happening and like kind of speed it up. But like they give speeches for a full hour and it like ruins, it ruins the, the entire flow of the show. Hall and Oates go up after them and are like, like at this point, they don't even want to be there anymore. Oh, Oates and was pissed. Poor I think Oates. I forget which one of them said it, but they they came up and the first thing they said uh, for their induction speech was, "Aren't you glad there's only two of us?" And the whole room like erupted. Unbelievable, because that whole room's there to see Oates come up, right? Speaking of and the, yeah, and they're hearing Danny Federici talk about how his his dad used to play. There's one thing I can't do anymore. I can't listen to those guys. It, like autobiographies, I can't listen to the guys talk about like, you know, my dad would have the big bands on and, you know, and then my mom would be singing in the other room, you know? Yeah. And then the and then the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan. So these people are sweating out. Meanwhile, they've got Roy Bitten <laughs> up there. That's awesome. Was Clarence still with us at that point? No, no. He okay. he, which was particularly sad because you know they yeah, the big probably band. could have inducted them while Clarence was still alive. But right, I believe uh, Adam, will you present? Adam, will you put uh, Thunder back on? We're talking about Imagine Dragons Thunder on today's show. Thunder, feel the thunder. What do you know? A break. Lightning and the thunder. 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 Feel the thunder. Lightning okay. and the thunder. Okay. So that guitar solo was a direct board, but I think they were singing it with it, but they were they plugged in yeah. direct kind of I was gonna say it sounds, sound. sounds like a vocal. That, and I would say they're like singing along with it. Um and uh you know it's every bullshit move you do it's you break down at the end and then he comes back up and then everything that's in the song gets put on for the last chorus Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much i mean is it a bad song yes uh it's embarrassing um it's catchy right uh but it's you know it's i mean it's it's moronic you know yeah Um, it's just the 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 melodic monotony of it the repetition um the shallowness of the lyrics um the kind of cliches throughout it it really it's it's one of the greatest songs of all time it really is it made me appreciate not just taylor swift i mean i'm not i'm not bringing up t swift anymore but um like when you think about the the repetitious of the song and just how they were okay with it and they were just like yeah this this is what we want um it makes me just think about like she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes when she comes she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes she'll be coming around the mountain she'll be coming around the mountain she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes and how great that song is yeah you know? I mean, repetition can work i was oh, thinking best. about uh, like you know the song roxanne he says roxanne a lot but it is awesome and, and i would yeah. listen to it many times but i mean like just the overall spirit of coming around the mountain and like you know just the way those um and and i've never seen her come around the mountain i don't think i'm ever going to see her come around them i've never seen six white horses running you know Mm -mm. but i feel that song more than i feel thunder by imagine dragons and i live in philadelphia where there's a thunderstorm every three days you know like i should like thunder way more like it should mean something there's no story there though she'll be coming around the mountain you you're you've got a story going you've got a narrative lightning and the thunder we're not even given anything beyond just the i the ideas the concept of lightning yeah, and thunder where's where's the storm system coming from like i don't even know if it's a northwestern or like a westerly or or is it part of like el nino let's I don't... check the doppler let's you know i want more right. doppler in this song please well we always want more doppler joe what's, the, what's that sound i'm hearing in the end of the episode, oh my which is which is too bad. We talked about Imagine Dragons so much. I mean, we really did. Could we actually take a moment, just a quick moment, to sure. imagine dragons, just independently, just for a second, to imagine them? Yeah. 
I mean, Game of okay. Thrones. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I thought it was, uh, the images were clear in my head. It was fun. Yeah. Did we waste our life on Game of Thrones? I was never on board, so you'd have to ask somebody else. But it's I. Joe. But from the outside, I'd say yes. Okay, GOT. We'll get into that next time. Joe, listen, you're you're one of my favorite bullshit. You know, bullshit friends that we're we're not friends, but we but you're a bullshit friend now, and uh, and I love what you do, and I, and I and I want everybody to go on and check you out. Um, check out the uh, the rock and roll. Uh, what's your best Google? Give me a Google for you. Oh man, I mean, if you just start to type. Uh, J-O-E-K-W-A my name is going to pop up and then you can search that and you'll probably find my website you'll find my YouTube you'll find my Twitter whatever all those things have everything that I do uh, you know the website's like a good home base uh, where you can see the, vi- the many videos that I've done my stand up the who cares about the rock all the podcast you know that's uh, so I would say Autocorrect is your, or, you know, I guess it's not an autocorrect, but it's the, you know, the, the fill-in, the Google fill-in. Once right. you do J-O-E-K-W-A, you're off to the races. You're, you're going to find, you're going to find me. I guarantee it. You got to come back on at some point um, because I didn't even, we didn't even talk about the fact you're from Pittsburgh. I didn't even have you say Don, you know, I know. <laughs> like, we didn't even talk about Don. it. We didn't even talk about it. Oh man, you're a yinzer. So, uh, you know, we'll try to get you back on the show. I'm going to force you to come back on the show at some point. You, you won't and, have to be, be that forceful. I'd, I'd be happy to do it. All right. Great, Joe. And will you do you mind plugging my stuff for me? Um, so that I don't have to do it myself. It's, uh, at the Pathfinity show, Instagram. Yeah. So of course you can check out the show on Instagram at the Pathfinity show, always posting fun stuff there. So make sure to, to see that. I don't tweet that much, but at the Pathfinity Show on Twitter. And, you know, Twitter is also a lot of fun. I don't tweet that much, but that's the same handle at the Pathfinity Show. So follow me there. And if you don't want to go straight to those, you can you can add a step and go to Pathfinity.net and then and then go to Instagram from at, uh, at Pathfinity.net. And you know what? If you don't want to directly go to Instagram or Twitter, for some reason, you can take an additional step. It'll be fun. You can go to patfinity.net, and you'll find the links to those social media sites there, along with some other stuff. You'll enjoy uh, it. Thanks. And I'll do the last one. Songstinkpod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments. And let's get out of here uh, on page 167. Um, so, And then let's give credit to Adam Levin, who tells us to get back to the song, produces the show. Thank you, Adam Levin. Thank you, Adam. And uh, I think that's it. So let me just pick a page from Hit Hard, and then we'll get out of here uh, on that. Um, we'll get out of here? Yep, we'll get out of here. So, Joe, this is from page 106 of Joe Kramer's Hit Hard. Joe liked me to provide drum rhythms while he worked out guitar riffs, so I used to go over to his house to work. Just the two of us. So that's nice. Joe Kramer, Joe Perry hanging out. Joe's coming together, which I love to see personally. In Boston. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, everybody. A podcast network.